Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Woo! We were about to shut this podcast down. <laughs> As in, like, Becca was going to get a new host. She was going to be Kelly Ripa, just re- <laughs> cycling through hosts. Technical issues, technical issues. Technical we issues. Also, we just haven't been on a hot mic in, like, two weeks. Yeah, it's pretty cold. It's crazy. been pretty cold. I mean, because so much it's has been happened. It's been thawing. The mic has been thawing all day in anticipation. So much has happened. Um, yeah, I mean... I think we all know what, I mean, I went on vacation and more importantly, you went to Bop to the Top. So I think, I think everyone, at least me, because I haven't really talked to you about it. Um, I want to know everything about Bop to the I Top. Saving, Give me every detail. I was saving most of the recap for this moment. So if you saw the post okay. or if you didn't, I went to the Bop to the Top event, which is put on by Jeffrey the DJ and another DJ called Life by Michael and also features long-standing love of my life, Lucas Grabeel, who I met in person on Friday. But this event... Friend of the pod. Hunter, this event was so time machine coded. Like, sh- I mean, I'm sure. But just in the choices they made, like 30 minutes before a DJ hit the stage, they started playing some footage that was like of the High School Musical concert in South America. It was like clearly like... And then they started playing The Road to High School Musical 2 which I texted you about, there were just like the amount of bumpers that were used, the amount of like Disney Channel theme song challenges that were done. The songs that mm-hmm. were chosen are just all like things that are very near and dear to us. The first set was mostly like just kind of a Disney Channel mixed bag. You had some Bridget Mendler, you had hey. some theme songs, you had some Selena, some Demi, all of the majors. Then they brought out Lucas and the whole time throughout the event they were bringing people on stage so this was a very interactive uh event but I was saving I was waiting to get called up until Lucas hit the stage obviously I was dressed like Ryan Evans Mm -hmm. I wanted him to see my fit um there were people dressed as the Jonas Brothers that got brought on stage for Camp Rock there was someone at the Nashville show dressed like the golf course from High School Musical 2 uh (laughs) dubbed favorite fit of the night by the account Someone, I saw someone come down after I was on stage. I got called on stage for stick to the status quo because everyone around so, okay, me. Okay, did, 
did you volunteer? Like, how did you get up on stage? Did they just so they would just say like, for example, they brought Lucas out, and they were mostly doing High School Musical songs with Lucas. He would be like singing along. And then he stopped and he was like, for this next one, you know, like I grew up a theater kid. I was a weirdo. So for this next one, I need some like theater kids to get up here and do this with me. And I was like, like waving my hands and all the people Ah! around me saw how I was dressed. So everybody was like pointing at me, too. And then he saw me in the crowd and was like, (gasps) yes, love it. And I went up there and he like gave me the once over in my outfit and he pointed at my like little plastic mic that I had on and was like, is that hooked up? And I said, no. <laughs> You're like, like, but me. you have the hookup, so hook me up. It was like me and like eight other people on stage for Stick to the Status Quo. One of them was dressed like Hanny Montani. Um, and yeah, we were just vibing it out. Uh, other people were brought on stage throughout the night. Um, I saw someone dressed as Bob to the Top Sharpay that I took a picture with because I was Bob to the Top Ryan. Shout out. Um, and that went on. They took a break. And then Jeffrey the DJ came out and did a full set. The total event time they took a break. Was like four what do you hours. mean? Lucas took a break. What do you mean they took a break? Oh, okay. okay. So it was like, like the, the, it was like forty five minutes of DJ. I was like, so what y'all do? No, it was like forty five yeah. minutes of DJ set. Lucas came out and did like probably forty minutes of High School Musical tunes, and then he sang one of his new songs with somebody that came out. So they did mm-hmm. that. Lucas took a break. Jeffrey the DJ came out and did a DJ set that was like another thirty minutes. Then they brought Lucas out. So the whole event time was like four hours. It was long. And by the time they brought Lucas back out, and it was like we were playing every day and some of the slower songs, the energy was dwindling. <laughs> but Lucas did another well, new song of his. Um, he also did his cover of Baby from Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, which and was I so know out of pocket. You were drooling. Oh, I, I, was, know you're I was drooling. barking. They, behind him while he was doing it, they had a video edit of the song with just like old photos of him from the corners of YouTube oh where I used to hide. You, you're like, I know that one. I know that no, one. No, my I partner looked at me and was like, Did you make this? And I said, No, I did you're not like, have the pleasure. Weird. But my <laughs> partner took a risk and he held up a picture of the Food Boy poster on his phone, which at first I was like, stop, because I didn't want to be embarrassed. But Lucas pointed out and he was like, Food Boy, I see you. <gasps> and we waited in line like a bunch of people waited at the barricade to take pictures with Lucas when he was done. And he was so generous with his time. He was there for a while. He was talking to everyone. Um, and yeah, I got up there. I talked to him. I was basically just like, I don't even know like what to say. I've just I've been a fan as long as I can remember. Like, thank you so much for everything. And then we started chatting him up about Food Boy specifically, which was funny. And we took a picture together and someone complimented my Ryan costume on the way out. And it was it was a great night. It was a lot of fun. I do have a bone to pick with you. Why? No time machine mentioned mm. to anyone. That is our audience. If, I, if they had handed me the a mic, if they had handed me a mic. But I think I think the universe was right for it to be in Nashville, and I couldn't be there because I think if I, because you know, if I wasn't on vacation, I probably would have chosen that weekend to come to Nashville. Yeah, and we would have gone together. I think we would have. It it. Things would have happened that would have exploded the time machine. I would have mentioned it to Lucas because I don't have that love for him like you do. Where, like, you can only say so much. I can be like, so, love Jen High School Musical. Well, I also um, just, machine. like, some people were taking so long and I wanted to, like, be fast about it. Right. I didn't want to take right. a, a lot of time. And, y- yeah. I mean, if you've loved the person since you were, like, nine, you have things you've always wanted to say to them. You know, the time machine's a little new. Uh, so I understand it. Um, what were these songs that really got the rum shaking? 
Mine? Yeah. Well, obviously, when they played naturally, I was quite excited to hear. Um, I, unfortunately, when they played, I wanted all. It was like 11 o'clock at night, so I had, I mm-hmm. had run out of steam. You're at like, I really point, don't want it all. I was anymore. able to shake it a little, but I, I could were not there any, do the kick line. Were all the Hannah hits played. on there? The Hannah a lot of hits? the Hannah hits were on there. I will say there was quite a bit more Camp Rock 2 than Camp Rock 1, which was perturbing <gasps> to me. Interesting. There was also a lot of Starstruck, which I didn't know any of. Mm. They brought people on stage to do Cruisin' for a Bruisin' from Teen Beach, and those people uh-huh. crushed that dance. <laughs> like, well, that guy who was at your show went viral. Yeah, there was a guy stream. at the show that got brought up on stage two different times throughout the night um, and was doing the choreo to scream and bet on it both, both the Troy numbers. Honestly killing it. And then one of the videos I saw, they were near us like the whole night. They were right next to us because I was like, this tall fucker, if he does not move out of my way. <laughs> and then he got up on stage. But one of the TikToks about him was like, when your introverted friend gets up on stage and is dancing. Uh-huh. That would me up there. They were fun. They were part of the people that pointed so, at me and helped me get up there. But how would it, how was he up there by himself? They was up there were by choosing people more sparingly for the songs where like Lucas was not on stage, I guess. He did karaoke to uh, the slow version of what I've been looking for. And then he said, but that's not the original version of that song. And I screamed. And he said, ah! <laughs> When he was introducing that song, people were staring at me because I was yelling, Jazz Square! Jazz Square! Dang. I would have gone with you. I wouldn't have gone. I know. It was kind of criminal that we weren't there together, but it was still a lot of, it was a lot of fun. And I... Well, I'm, I'm glad you had fun. And I know all of our listeners are very happy for you to meet Lucas. We I got know. a lot of... Uh, dms and acknowledgement of because everyone knows if you listen to the pod you know becca needs three things to survive food <laughs> water <laughs> and lucas gravial content our time mouse tummies are full we have a couple new reviews from you guys thank you so much for going to apple Podcasts to write some reviews if you're listening to this and you haven't written one yet or if you haven't rated us on spotify go run and do that while you're listening to this um the review from this week is by a username that I'm going to just go ahead and spitball and say this is Zach Lodicloel66666. <laughs> I don't know how to say that correctly, but the title is my favorite podcast ever. They said, as a Gen Z millennial cusp, Disney Channel is my favorite nostalgic indulgence, and these lovely hosts give me everything I need in this mm-hmm. podcast. I love what they choose to cover. Their episodes get me through my week. Well, thank you for calling us lovely. I know. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Oh, I'm a Leo, and it always is, is always good for someone's <laughs> compliments to stroke my Leo mane. Ooh, well, I think it's enough <laughs> of that. And let's go on to some Disney 411, shall we? Yes, I've been chomping into at the bit it for some of these tales. Disney 411. So let's go to the first tale a little Nickelodeon Disney Channel crossover. Uh, Nat Wolf claims he peed in a cup to help Jake T. Austin pass a drug test when they were teens. Uh, Jake T. Austin apparently has Nat Wolf to thank for allegedly helping him pass a drug test when they were in high school together. Nat Wolf of the Naked Brothers Band says he owes me because I did a pee cup. It I did pee in a cup for him, technically passing his drug test. He was saying I need to get some fern. Oh, and he also goes to say, 
um, that he claims Jake T. Austin stole furniture from the set of the Fosters because his own house was not furnished. He says he was saying, I need to get some furniture, so I'm going to steal some furniture off set, claiming how he and Jake T. Austin, that his plan sounded illegal and he would not help. It did not matter, though, because a mutual friend allegedly later unsuccessfully tried to help Austin take a desk. A desk? So, <laughs> here's the thing about Mr. T. Austin. When our friend of the pod, Phil, uh, Phil the Pass, shout out, hey, uh, she posted on her TikTok uh, about this story, and Maya Mitchell, uh, who was on Team Beach Movie, and the Fosters uh, commented, like, a, yikes. And if you know anything about Jake T. Austin and the Fosters, he left the show, and they brought his character back with a different actor. Yeah, they recast him. Um, People are saying that this might have been why. I don't know if there's any truth maybe. to that, but maybe this was wild but. that like out of absolutely nowhere, Jake T. Austin's name is, <laughs> is making the rounds yeah. for being a little naughty boy. A little go Diego, go with the furniture. <laughs> go Diego, go pee in a cup. <laughs> go pee, go Diego, go pee in a cup. Uh, any thoughts about just Jake T. Austin in general and <laughs> star, star of the emoji movie? Ugh. This is just wild because we talked about um, wizards very recently. It's just interesting to see him yeah. talking up and popping up in other places in this context after just talking about him as like a nine-year-old. Do you think he'll be on the wizards pod? I don't know. Didn't you say that they, they said just, recently they that they've post- reached out to some people that haven't, that, that they kind of sort yeah, of they like said, shaded David Henry and they, they, Jake T. Austin David, in that way? David DeLuise, David DeLuise and Jennifer Stone said that they've asked everyone who's ever been on Wizards cast crew and everyone is invited. And then David DeLuise looks um, into the camera and goes, David Henry, Jake T. Austin, we love to have you. Someone's not... If Selena Gomez can come on the podcast... (laughs) Jake T. Austin and his desk are on the run from the law, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) He has to lay low right now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, good for him. I wish him well. Um, speaking of not laying low, Raven Simone, this is our next story. Raven Simone and wife Miranda Pyramid Mayday reveal their new venture, the best podcast ever. The four, so this is a podcast with Raven and her wife. Um, at first, Raven Simone wasn't interested in creating the podcast, she says, but I want, but her wife says, I want her over. Raven goes, I'm not going to say no to a new opportunity and adventure that reminds me of the view, but a lot healthier. The format of the show is a unique setup. The producer picks a random word for each episode using a spinning wheel, which they don't know beforehand. From there, it determines the conversation they will have with a different celebrity friend, including musical artists like Demi Lovato, Megan Trainer, and Jojo Siwa, and actors and t- TV personalities like Howie Mandel, Daryl Sabera, Adrian Bailon, and more. This is going to be a wild time. I love that Demi is going on it. That seems very random. Uh, of course, you have to have Megan Trainer and Daryl Sabra making the rounds on everyone's podcasts. The way they announced this was very interesting, though, because it was done in the way that it was either like, this is either a, like a podcast or a YouTube channel, or it's a child. Because the colors of the color wheel were pink and blue. <laughs> and everyone's like, where's it going well, to they land? Also didn't, they said, we're expanding, was what they said. Like, Raven, come on. 
You know what that implies. A tease. That's why she did it. Also interesting to me that her wife said she didn't want to do it at first. Raven didn't want to do it. I know. That's what's interesting to me. It's also interesting to note that every interview Raven does, her wife is there as well. It's just an, it's just like interesting to note. If you look up Raven Simone interviews, like if she makes rounds of interviews, I think they just do a lot of entertainment stuff together on YouTube and stuff. But she's in every single one. Like they're always together, which is like great, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll um, check it out. I'll check out at least the episodes where I like know and like the person that they're talking to. Yeah. They said Kiki Palmer will also be on an episode. Kiki is also queen of the podcasting world right now. Like, not her saying, okay, her... High School Musical to the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to her episode with Allie and AJ, and that was fun. Uh, Kiki Palmer's podcast. Any tea? Um, nothing really. They were just talking. It was very time machine coded, I will say. Well, I think we go to our last story, which is really just a review of Olivia Rodrigo. And Vampire. Vampire. Vampire was played at Bop to the Top. Jeffrey the DJ Mm -hmm. uh, took it upon himself. He said it was his favorite song of the year so far. And it was probably the first time it was going to be bumped in a club. So he did that. And then he did this bit where he like had like edible blood coming out of his mouth and gushing down his shirt, which was interesting. Um, But as far as the song song goes, upon first listen, I think I was a little underwhelmed. Um, upon repeated listens, I think she sounds great, like vocally, it's awesome. But I don't mm-hmm. know if it was like the powerhouse debut single that I wanted from her. I do still like it, and I'm excited for the album. I don't think you are as positive about it as as me. I just think it's. I think it's just. I think it's fine. Me. It's just fine. Not bad. Not good. Kind of like. Um. Yeah. Just. I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe more good for you. Hmm. I think I was um, feeling that too. But you never know. Her album may be something completely different than what this initial single. It might. Is. I mean, Driver's License as a lead single was also a little more, you know, of a ballad. But I like Driver's License more than this. Fair. Fair. Ooh. So she hasn't won me over yet. Uh, well, that's all the 411 I have for you. I wanted to mention two unofficial oh, okay. 411 things. I don't know if it'll make official Disney news for us because it's not Disney Channel pertinent, but Jamie Lee Curtis is on the press tour rounds again promoting the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> and our feeds have already been blessed. They are. They are. <laughs> of course, that means she has to be asked about rewriting. I know. So it'll be interesting to see updates, we will. if her answers start to change at all. I'm sure it's just at a standstill until Lindsay pops that baby out. You're probably right. What if that's what um, she says? What if she's like, you know, yes. we're just kind of at the at the precipice until Lindsay pops out that kid, and then we'll be ready to go. <laughs> right, probably. Um, if not me, if not now, when? If not me, who? The picture of her screaming over that balcony is my favorite one. Like, what was that's, she that's yelling? Us telling people to. Listen to the Time Machine podcast. Another thing I want to mention is that the Jonas Brothers did just drop their seventh album. And this is not news news, but the Jonas Brothers did make a bold claim in their cover of the year 3000 that everybody bought their seventh album and it outsold Kelly Clarkson. And what, what is the press actually saying about that? That it did not. It did not. Outsold Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson has, in fact, outsold 
the Jonas Brothers. And do you know who had a better album? Kelly Clarkson. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. (laughs) You haven't listened? No. You gotta listen. Listen. I'll give you my favorite tracks. Okay. Um, She is our... She she is our... (laughs) She is our American Idol. She is. She is the American Idol. Yeah. Um, all right. Are we officially closing the book on this episode? We are Paul? officially closing the book, but we are not done hitting the books. Uh, we have. <laughs> uh, we're just back to kind of goofing around through July. You know, no theme months, just doing what we want to. Uh, the season is summer. You know, as they say in High School Musical 2. Summer. 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 And it's always fun to cover something summer related in the summertime. So we're taking a trip back. We haven't actually spent any time at the Tipton the in the year Tipton. 2023 yet on this podcast. We're back in Boston at the Tipton Hotel. Today we're talking about the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody episode, Summer of Our Discontent. Season three, episode two, aired June 30th, 2007. Uh, so this episode is all about Zach going to summer school and Cody trying to get a job at the Paul Revere Mini Mart. And that's just kind of their separate storylines. And all the rest of our characters are either in Zach's storyline or Cody's storyline. Very interesting um, to have Zach and Cody not on screen together once this separate. entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? I will say, before we get into the details of it, this episode was kind of not my favorite Sweet Life episode. This, I'm not saying it's my favorite, but I do virtually remember every bit of this episode. For some reason, this was one that was either on all the time, or I just liked it a lot and watched it a lot. Like, specifically the scene uh, at the start of the first summer school where we're meeting all the characters that Zach is going to be in summer school with. That scene, yeah, like, is etched into the, the fibers of my brain. I don't know. Just something about this. Something about Carrie being brunette just makes the show hit less hard. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's just the older they get. I don't know what it's about because it's just it just felt like a different show. I know. You also have no Maddie at this time. No Maddie. So London is paired off with someone she usually doesn't have storylines with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was just it was a very weird Sweet Life episode to cover because it was very not really sweet life, if that makes sense. Yeah, like we're in a we're Carrie in a and Mosby we're, barely we're never there. In school. No Esteban, no never, Arwen, no Esteban, no Arwen. And it is weird to not have. Well, obviously we said it's weird to never have Zach and Cody on screen together in any scene at the same time. So instead of like the Zach and Cody story with the London story, London is just kind of floating around in someone else's story because we have the Zach story and the Cody story. Yeah. I don't hate Very... it, though. I mean, it is what it is. We, we do get our first yeah, glimpse was... of iconic character Millicent, anxious queen. Yes. Oh, well, yes. So let's get into the episode then. Uh, so it opens with Cody asking for a summer job to work at the Tipton. And of course, Mosby goes, I don't hire hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance Mosby can take to say hooligan, he will take. Hey, hooligans. And what didn't Cody's like, oh, I thought you needed someone to work at the candy counter since Maddie's gone. Yeah. Which I don't know where Maddie is, but I looked it up. And the episode before, um, the first episode of the season is Maddie goes to Matt. Maddie is in the first episode of the season. 
and she is a camp counselor. So that's where she is in the moment. <sighs> All those scenes of her at camp, I loathed in this season. Yeah, but in real life, I'm sure everyone knows where she was. High school she musical. was making High School Musical 2, to be specific, mm-hmm. so she had a great excuse. What if she was shooting Huma Huma uh, that did, day? Maybe. Just for the footage to be uh, scrapped. Did you have... <laughs> did you, so Cody's looking for a summer job, and he asked to be part of the candy counter, which, are, are you old enough to do that? Mm, I don't know. Uh, and Mosby said he already hired someone um, named Millicent. On a scale of one to Millicent, how stressed are you? <laughs> Today, I think I'm like a seven, but sometimes I'm definitely at Millicent. I will say the good thing about Maddie not being in this season a lot is we get fun little other people who work at the Tipton. Mm-hmm. Like Millicent and Mr. Mosby's niece, Nia, who becomes more... I don't know why. I guess it's just the character Millicent really getting hang with the rest of the crew. Yeah. But once they introduce Mosby's niece, the Millicent just disappeared. Uh, but Millicent, more like, <laughs> you know, Millicent played by Angelina Jolie um, in the two movies. <laughs> and you'll be afraid. You know that part where she's like in the bush? What are you talking about? Millicent. M- Maleficent, the movie? Oh, I barely have any recollection of that you know the part the trailer where she's like come out i'm not afraid and then you just see angelina jolie's like two little eyes in the between the bushes she goes then you'll be afraid (laughs) that's me that's millicent always being afraid she's pulling (laughs) out her hair and she's immediately just like oh it was bad uh i mean it's a good character it's funny this is her Um, only scene her only scene, but what a memorable scene! Because it was. she says something about like, <laughs> "Oh, I was supposed to be charging people for candy," <laughs> and then Mosby like she's, says something about cash, and she's like, "That's not an ATM." Ooh. Have you ever seen that vine? <laughs> Have you seen that vine of the someone who goes like she? The person sounds like a revved up engine. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the vine of of someone being like they someone's going hum and they they sound like a revved up engine <laughs> of a race car. That's a, I'll just send it to you. I I might and I just don't know how you're describing. So that's why oh. Cody cannot work at the Tipton because the position has been jobs filled. Are full. <laughs> Did you ever have a summer job? Yeah, of course. What was your summer job? My first job was working at a restaurant where I stayed. Not what? at that same one. I, so it was a restaurant. It was like a local kind of pizza and wings place. I was 16 and we went there all the time and we knew everybody already. So they just brought me on for one shift a week. But if anyone ordered a beer, I couldn't touch it. So I had to go up to the table and yeah. be like, so according to law, because I'm 16, like someone else has to bring your beer over here. Because they would be like, why is it, sometimes they'd be like, why has it been five minutes? Like, I can see it just sitting there. And I'd be like, (laughs) legally, I can't lay a hand on that thing. And it it, it was bad. And I only worked one shift a week. And I was always first out. So I would get in there and open. And then it would be slow. And I'd make like two bucks and they'd send me home. One shift a week. Mm -hmm. How would you make any money? I didn't. 
I simply did not. <laughs> because what they also did was take the cost of my uniform out of my paycheck every single time that I got a paycheck. <gasps> what did you make? A dollar? About, yeah. I mean, the checks were so cheap and I only worked lunch and they had like a two slice of pizza and a drink combo that was like seven ninety nine. <laughs> so oh my God. I would make like three checks well, worth of seven ninety nine, and then they'd You're... be like, time for you to go. You were volunteering. Yeah. It was a couple of years before I picked back my experience there and was like, fucked up, that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My first, like, summer, summer job. I mean, I worked during school, in high school. Mm. Um, But one of my summer jobs, I remember I was in college and I painted signs, like mailboxes for the summer. That was not fun. Um, It was just eight hours. I'm just painting, going in neighborhoods and repainting the mailboxes and installing mailboxes. And, you know, I didn't want to be there ever. <laughs> Is it your experience that when you do like a temporary, like a seasonal job, the people that you work with are so much more bonkers than full timers? Oh, yeah. It's just because, it's just because like you're only there for. A time and a reason. I worked like a, I, I never actually did a shift there, but I worked like a winter break job at like a, one of the pop-up like Christmas candy places that will pop up in the malls. And I went to my training and they trained us in like a back corner of the warehouse in the mall. And it was me, the older woman running it, and this older guy that looked like Mick Jagger. And the woman <laughs> was, was insane. And I was only on the schedule for like Saturday, Sunday. And she called me on a Thursday night screaming, being like, where are you? And then left me a message right after that was like, I'm so sorry. I just realized you don't work till Saturday. <laughs> See you then. And I quit right then. I was like, not this. <laughs> See you then. Oh, well, speaking of see you then. Zach, we meet up with Zach, and he's going to summer school. And he is being walked in by Carrie. Mike, oh, I miss seeing Carrie Martin on my I screen. I clocked her fit. She is in like a what are you a mid? What is she like wearing? A very very short sleeve, like pink butterfly top that was very like hip mom in the two thousands, with a brown belt that is so low on her shirt and so loose. Flat iron brunette hair. She's also in like cargo capris and sandals every time you see her in in this episode. The only parent to walk their kid, I'm assuming, into summer. Yeah, she's the only parent we ever see. And she says that like Zach can't fail. He so he failed eighth grade technically because he failed an English class. So he has to go do summer school so he can get to high school. Or she was like, or we'll have to take you up on Mosby's offer to send you to military school. And now, I don't know what Mosby's salary is, but the fact that he hates right. that boy so much that he is willing, like, let's say he that makes, much. like, 60K a year, that he is willing to take mm-hmm. military school tuition out of his salaried paycheck to send that boy out of his lobby. For what reason? For failing eighth grade? I don't hate anyone Any enough English to spend class? 15K to get them out of my life. Mosby, just don't think about him. <laughs> Sure, they run your ra- sure they run your lobby rampant, but don't think of, don't know him. Don't He's see like, him, don't I am one him. bad Yelp review away from snipping. <laughs> <laughs> he li- he live the twins live in his mind rent free. They do. 
I know he has dreams and twitches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shakes. Tipped and twitches. Do you think Mosby sleeps in a nightcap? Oh, yeah. He probably, <laughs> and like, to check them. Yeah, and he probably has like a candle. <laughs> to like. It's the night before Christmas every night in the Mosby suite. Does he, do we ever know on the suite life if he lives in the hotel? I'm pretty sure he does. Is that episode where we like. I feel like hmm. it's safe to assume that if their lounge singer lives there, he probably does too. I want to say there's no episode. Maybe there is an episode where we find out where he lives. If there, there is, someone tell us. Someone yes. might know. Someone DM us. And we may have to watch it because now I'm really curious. <laughs> but we are introduced to some of the other characters that will be joining summer school with Zach. We have Mark, who is like a scrawny little boy pacing about. He looks like. This is very relevant, and I don't know if you have seen this, but have you seen this new meme, this dance mom meme? <laughs> girl with the <laughs> Is that what hair? you sent me today? <laughs> Not you gonna <laughs> say she looks like him. That's him leaping around the classroom when he's trying to figure out where he's gonna sit. Oh, it starts with him being like, funny. if I sit by the back window, like a big bird is going to come in and get me. But if I sit by the front, I'm going to get called on. So he's like running around, freaking out. <laughs> then we have this well, other girl who's sitting in the well, front. My favorite, Zach, my, favorite, my favorite Zach line was, he's like, yeah, and if I sit right here, a big bird could come in and swoop me up. And Zach just goes, well, here's to hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the Sprouse Brothers are so funny on this show. They got him. They got him. He tries to introduce himself to this girl that's like sitting near him. And this was one of the things like I used to say this all the time. He's like, and you are. And she goes, she goes, shy, painfully shy. (laughs) Don't look at me. And puts a fucking paper bag with her name written on it over her head. Yeah. Her name is Haley. That's kind of her. They all have like their own little shtick. Yeah. So we have like the neurotic guy. We have the shy girl. And then Zach goes to like sit get... in a desk and a big guy comes up to him and is like, that's my desk because it has my name on it. And I've been here every year for four years. They're like, is your name Brick because you're red <laughs> and a rectangle? That's what Zach says to this big kid. Zach and Cody, though they are never on screen together, are both on their roasting high horses in this episode. Of course, Zach and Cody have to roast. <laughs> it's not an episode of Zach and Cody if one of the twins isn't roasting someone to brimstone. So uh, true. But Brick is short for Brickford. <laughs> He's like, no, it's Brickford. And then we get to, and then the teacher comes in. And did you recognize the teacher? I did. It's Miss Freddie Benson from iCarly. Right. Freddie's mommy. The mom from iCarly. She kind of has you know the what? same like neurotic energy, but she gets to be a little bit more like freeform funny in this. She's a funny lady. Yeah. I like her. I love I love when people network hop. <laughs> like I know. Adults on kids adults on kids TV like can network hop and it's like, oh, that's the teacher from so and so. She that's also got me that. right at the beginning. I, her whole vibe throughout is that she is fed up with these kids. She hates her fed job. Up. She doesn't I would be, too, be here. If I was a teacher and if I was a teacher and had to do summer school. Yeah. Mm-mm. And she Bye-bye. she gets in there and she's like, We're gonna start by writing some like Shakespearean sonnets about the summertime and everyone's kinda like Well her huh? name Well her name is Miss <laughs> Her name is Miss Bird, by the way. Miss Bird, which she writes on the board. Which, which I had a teacher in middle school named Miss Bird. 
I did. Was she your English teacher? No, she was the chorus teacher. <gasps> um, but Miss Bird sees Brick. And they go. He goes. She goes. Brickford. <laughs> he goes. Laura. <laughs> nice to see you again. They're on a first name basis. But she says that <laughs> Which they're gonna we'll come back to at the very end. She says they're gonna start by writing some like Shakespearean sonnets about the summertime, and everyone is like, "Huh." And she says, oh, I'm sorry. I mean some rhymey words about the hot time. Yeah, this, this teacher is basically like, you dumb, dumb dummies. The, my favorite you thing that she did was head. towards the end when um, Zach starts tutoring everybody in the class and they all pass the class. And she's so surprised that she's like, I would, do, I would accuse you all of cheating, but I don't want to fill out the paperwork. <laughs> so Relatable queen. Right. Um, but this is when we get the first. Is this when uh, Zach starts like getting answers right, or is that later? No, it's it immediately starts happening because Zach kind of becomes the target of the class, which is why he does like he does this bit that I also used to howl at, where he goes, "Move in my chair, move in my chair," and like picks up the desk and scoots <laughs> it, and then someone like scowls at him, and he's like, "Moving back, moving back." Mm. But yeah, he gets an yeah, answer like, right, yeah. and everyone's, like, immediately mad at him, and they turn around, and they start throwing paper balls. Yeah, and then Zach goes, well, aren't you going to clean? Oh, yeah, because they call him nerd. Yeah. He's like, I'm not a nerd. And they all throw paper balls at him. He's like, oh, well, are you going to pick those up? He goes, oh, no. I am a nerd. You're turning into Cody. I'm just like, turning into Cody. Wouldn't it be, have been you know so funny, funny if Dylan was fun- like, I can't, I can't get this scene right, and they just switched out and put Cole in it? Oh, I was going to say, it would have been funny if, like, every scene that Zach comes in in the school, he gets, he dresses more and more like Cody. I know. And then, like, there's this, and then there's a scene where Zach and Cody, like, oh, a missed opportunity for a great Zach and Cody scene where Cody's going to work or to convince the guy to get him a job. And Zach goes to summer school and they pass each other in the hallway and they just look each other up and down and they, they're both wearing, like, sweater vests. They're like, nice outfit. And they I keep know. That's funny. Anyway, alas, Cody has to go to the Paul Revere Mini Mart to try and get a job. We get it. You're in Boston. Which he does get the job there by the end of this episode because I remember there being other episodes in this season where we see him working there. And we also yeah. see the assistant manager, Wayne, who is a psychopath. Josh Gad, Chris Farley <laughs> wannabe. Something like that. He is. He is the he type did, of person that, like, loves his job Love. and is psychotic about it like from the I moment cody walks in and he's like welcome to paul revere mini mark the savings are coming the savings are coming and like if that was something they had to say you know every other person that worked there would be like the savings are coming the savings are coming or they just wouldn't say it at all it's giving very it's cold like, stone when you used to tip them and they would have to like rally everyone from the sing. back to sing a song <laughs> or like when chick-fil-a like my pleasure and they lay it on you thick. Don't say it like, <laughs> Sometimes they're like, oop, don't say thank pleasure. you again. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and then McDonald's are like, here. One time at Chick-fil-A, <laughs> I was in line in the drive-thru, and someone behind me was blasting WAP on the speakers. Mm-hmm. And the kid who was taking my order was like, worship and praise, worship and praise. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. Did you catch? I had to pause and read it just to make sure that I got it right. The the exterior shot for the Paul Revere Mini Mart, what the um the awning says. 
power what it says soda period food period cold cut period fruit period that's all you need and then the side of it says soda and food <laughs> which is all and you really just need just in case you didn't just in case you didn't know there is soda and food here. there is soda and there is food and of course like wayne is just being completely psycho and cody's asking about a job like it's how hard could it be like i just want a job as a bag boy because he's, you know, he hands him his resume and Wayne is basically like, oh, you're overqualified and I need somebody that I can push around like my little puppet monkey. Psychopathy. <laughs> in full bloom. And in bursts London and Wayne starts freaking out about. Why would London go to this establishment? Because she's running around town buying all of a certain magazine from everywhere that sells it because there's a photo of her eating in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Cody says, I'm sure it's not that bad. And she shows him the picture. And Cody says, they should have put a toll in that tunnel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Referring to London's open mouth. And London it's just goes, gross. exactly. <laughs> like, because she clearly doesn't know what he means. <laughs> they should have put Dang, a toll in that tunnel. I would never open. I would have my jaw wired shut if someone said that to me. The. The sweet life of Zach and Cody was out of pocket sometimes. Like, I remember being out with a friend one time, and I yawned, and they said, you look like you were trying to eat the world, and I never opened my mouth in front of them ever again. Like, this kind of talk would Aww. damage me. Aww. Damage me. Well, it didn't, it didn't damage London. It didn't. It she goes right over her head. <laughs> As... As a lot of things and do. She runs out with it, and Wayne comes out and is like, oh, my God, like, you know London Tipton? That's How do you know London Tipton? If you could get me a date with her, I'd give you a job here. Mm-hmm. And he gets all up in Cody's face, which is when Cody lays it onto him and is like, before you go on this date with London, you should hit up the breast spray aisle, you big dumb dummy. <laughs> Who, who's, who's more savage? Cody or Zach? It's hard to say. <laughs> they're both. They're, they're, their words are lethal. I think the most savage line is Zach's line in The Sweet Life on Deck when he's talking about how Bailey has a nice personality and he says, arf, arf. So I think I would give Roast King <laughs> yeah. to Zach, but Cody I remember, in this episode. Wait, I, need to, I remember dying at that when we reviewed the pilot it was episode funny. of The Sweet Life on Deck. It was very funny. I said, damn. I mean. Because they can say. <laughs> But they should have put a That's toll in that tunnel. <laughs> That's this is the thing about the sweet life Zach and Cody. It's so distinct with the writing and the humor that you couldn't on some other Disney shows. I think you can um, swap lines and they'll still work. But the sweet life to me is just so distinctive of that of the humor and the characters. It's just very distinctive to me. What was that old MTV show where they would, like, rap battle each other? Rap battle? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Yo Mama? Probably. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, your mama's so, your mama's uh, mouth is so big, you can put a toll in that tunnel. Yeah, we need to get Zach and Cody retroactively on that show. (laughs) Hosted by Wilmer Valderrama. (laughs) Finally, 20. Anyway, so we're back to Zach at summer school. And Zach is just like on a roll. He's answering questions right. He's doing well in school. He's on on a roll, going to be on the honor roll. Right. But his classmates don't like it. And this lives rent free in my mind. 
they give him that wedgie where they hook his underwear on the coat hook and he's just dangling there. And it happens yeah. three times. Those are some big old ones. I need the BTS of how they pulled that off. Like, did they just have a big, like, baby sling type thing ready to just drop Dylan Sprouse in? Probably. <laughs> I want to ride but in the yeah. wedgie swing. <laughs> but yeah, Zach just keeps... He's the smartest kid in the class. So everyone, of course, mm-hmm. does not like him. Now, I really don't know why they didn't have a scene in this episode that was them talking and Cody being like, Well, now you know how I feel every day! Like, that seems like (laughs) such a natural thing to have. Like, even them just eating dinner. But they never encounter each other. That's so weird. It's the cult of sweet life of Zach It also would have been funny if, like you said, they did a scene where their only scene together was just them, like, passing in the hallway. And they said, like, one zinger to each other and it went on. It's just so strange to have them never interact in an app. Like, I think, yeah, I think a funny line would have been Zach is just forming into Cody because he's the nerd of the class and he's wearing a sweater vest yeah. and they just kind of pass each other and they like stop they're like nice look and they walk away yeah missed opportunity know. for sure i said it earlier but we cut back to cody and he's talking to mosby and he's like have you seen london like i need her to do a favor for me and mosby's like <laughs> she's never gonna do a favor like mosby is just hamming it up because it's his one scene <laughs> mr mosby is acting like a villain from Rocky and Bowingle. <laughs> he is hamming it up in this scene. Like, he needs to chill. Like, he's like, I'm going to put the terrible two twins on the track <laughs> as the train is going to come through. Do a favor for you. Because <laughs> he's basically like, London will like, never do a favor for you. Like, she won't do a favor for anybody. And, like, how are you going to get her to go on a date with some, like, just schmuck? So he stays in the lobby to listen to their conversation. And he's like, Teeheeing on the side, he does a spit take at one point. Like that's a bit a much. T- he really that was like, "I'm here much, for one sir. day." <laughs> Phil Lewis said, "I'm here for one day to film this." He said, "I'm in a spit take class right now. It. Can you let me <laughs> do a spit take in this scene?" <laughs> they were like, "Mosby's not even in this scene," and he's like, "Write me in, <laughs> please, please." But Cody is don't having don't. a convo with London, and when she walks up and immediately is just like. Oh, let me guess. You want me to go on a date with some guy for you, which is, I think, when Mosby does the, the spit take. Yeah. But they're, like, talking about it, and Cody comes up with a lie where he's like, no, actually, this guy, he really wanted to interview you for Eris magazine, but I guess it's just not going to happen because you don't want to talk to him. And London's like, wait, no, I want to talk to him. So she agrees to go. And then Mosby basically just describes the perfect Disney Channel setup, and he's like... You have one person thinking he's on a date and one person thinking it's an interview. It's a classic mishap. What could go wrong? And then Cody's like, I should be there disguised as a plant. It's like, that's the Disney Channel trifecta right there. Right. Two people, a misunderstanding, Mis- and someone in a disguise. Unfortunately, we don't we get him well. in a disguise, but. We know, we know it very well. We know it very well. We do. So now we're back at the school. We're back at school. And this time... Zach is really feeling those wedgies. Yeah, he's starting and the to teacher, feel the pressure. Well, and the teacher's just so excited because there's actually someone learning something in the uh, in the school. Yeah. And that's when Zach just turns it on. And he's like, okay, I don't want to get bullied anymore. So I'm going, when he gets called on, he, you know, starts making jokes. He did, yeah, he starts hamming it up. 
And everyone's like, oh, Zach, you're so funny. You're so funny. But the teacher proceeds, like, when she's asking him the question, she's like, Zach, please, you're the only reason I get up in the morning. <laughs> like, um. And, yeah, and Zach just, he says something to the teacher that, you know, well, this very they're, they're grader... talking about the the Robert Frost poem with the two woods, di- two roads diverge in a yellow wood. And, like, based on the the hints in the poem like what season is it and zach's we hear zach's thoughts or he's like it's autumn it's so obviously autumn but when she calls on him and everyone else has gotten it wrong and she's like please 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 get it right like you're my one you're my only hope help me obi-wan kenobi (laughs) 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 he he's like i don't know baseball season which is when everyone's like ah ha 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 I yeah, I feel like I have felt that though, like where the teacher so obviously singles you out and is like, "Do you know the answer?" And it's kind of funnier to just be like, "Uh, herpty der," instead of like just say it. <laughs> like I've definitely done that before. I got called on in math one time, and I thought that I knew it, but I wasn't confident enough, so I was just like, "Uh, twenty seven? and I got a laugh. <laughs> that, so I- that's the. <laughs> That's the most embarrassing thing when you're like, uh, I have no idea. Let me just, it's really, it's really unfortunate when you think you know the answer and you're really confident. You're like, exactly. 25. Which is why it's better to say something dumb and then be like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, ooh. Someone oh, in middle school once, we were reading a poem in class about a horse and our English teacher was like, does anyone know any horse facts? And my friend was like, Becca does, because I rode horses at the time and my mind went blank and I was just like, um, when you ride horses, animals? when you ride horses, you give them a saddle, which everyone <laughs> lost their minds because, like, of course. Right. And then, of course, like as the class went by, I was sitting there, like thinking of all these other things that I could have said, but like they have hooves, they have manes. Uh, but Zach, anyway. So <laughs> the teacher gets mad Zach. and she gives Zach detention for goofing off, and Carrie shows up to pick him up dressed like an Easter baby. <laughs> <laughs> she has on like a blue like a light light blue shirt and she's like come on Zach let's go and the teacher's like oh he can't go she like he can't go he has detention and she's like well, well I have to sit here now too no she doesn't no, she, like you can leave and come back you can go to a you can go to a coffee shop <laughs> I don't know why and then and that's when the teacher's like and you shut your yap missy to Carrie which don't talk to Carrie Tipton Martin this, like that. Every I don't know what her, interaction. I don't know what her middle name is. Every interaction that Carrie has with somebody in this episode is them saying something to her and her making her face where she's like, or like, I can't believe you <laughs> just said that to me. Face. <laughs> or like, oh, like her sarcastic. Carrie. Yeah, it's her sarcastic. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or like she like. She like blankly stares like to the distance. The way that what she does in response to the teacher is like kind of twist at her mouth like she's locking a key. Uh Sassy, sassy. Sassy, sassy, Um, Carrie. But then they the wine Carrie stands for sassy. They come back to Zach in class, and he is fully in his Robert Frost era, and he starts like explaining the meaning of the poem. (laughs) (laughs) He also looks like a carrot. He does. (laughs) <laughs> little carrot boy but he's just like you know what like 
anywhere outside these walls being smart is a good thing and I'm like I'm not gonna be here another year and next summer you'll also be here and I'll be taking the road less traveled right to the beach <laughs> that whole class is gonna need that. some aloe vera for their burns <laughs> <laughs> and you know what Zach's not gonna give them any sunscreen because he's gonna be no at the but beach. he does get a wedgie again he so he needs some rash cream <laughs> instead he needs some preparation age <laughs> so, so he's just dangling dangling we're at the point where mr wayne is gonna go on his date with london that she thinks is an interview and how wayne is dressed is if have you ever seen the snl skit down by the river that's exactly what he he's is acting like. dressed like a tablecloth at the hoedown throwdown he is dressed he's like he has a spread of potato salad and baked beans on his back <laughs> he I, they probably sell that at the mini mart. I'm sure they do. He was like, "I'm in my my Paul Revere mini mart blazer." Right, but of course, everyone, the audience knows that Wayne thinks it's a date mm-hmm. and London thinks it's an interview for the magazine. And so Cody is trying to, you know, to be like, "Yeah, remember you want?" And he's and Wayne is the president of the London Tipton fan club. Yeah. Or what is he? He runs a website dedicated. Yeah, to Yeah, he's Tipton. obsessed. I, for, I forget what he called his website. Um, but, you know, it was a like, play on words. Tiptoeing um, around Tipton. <laughs> something like that. Um, and so he's just like, yeah, you want to ask her about all, like, what she, ask her anything about herself. And he's like, well, I know everything about her. I'm, like, her biggest fan. But, you know, and so then London comes in and Cody is like, all right, get ready. He's right there. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to be asked about anything. And so that's how they sit. They sit at the at the table, and then Cody goes in the bushes or like the plants. I guess he is sort of disguised as a plant, but he's not no, disguised like a plant was... in the same way that WWRD, what would Raven do, would be right. where she would be like if this... she'd be in the pot in all green. She'd be in the pot and <laughs> all green, and then all of a sudden she'd be like opening her eyes and looking <laughs> to the left and to the right, and then close them again. And she's just disguised as the plant. One of the branches That's would get in her nose in and she'd be like, huh? <laughs> and the people at the table Achoo! would be like, did that plant just sneeze? Lone would be like, did that plant just talk? And someone's like, huh, must be <laughs> Venus flytrap. <laughs> That's what Raven would do. A little impromptu um, WWRD for you. A little, little impromptu. If, hey, if, if we see something, we say something. But that is continuing on while... There's a knock at the door in the suite, and Zach's whole oh, yeah. class shows up at their room, and the little, little With, boy is like, don't I've worry, s- I'm not going to beat you up. And Cody's like, oh, darn. The thing that was, they all um, show up because they want I, tutoring from Zach, because they all want to pass, and he's the smartest one in the class. Yes, but before, before we get into it, how they had to go to the lobby and be like, hey, <laughs> does Zach Martin live here? But not what that floor the, is the he other on? girl. But, but 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 I think but in hotel etiquette, you're not allowed to give out people's room numbers. Yeah. Like Maybe. if I went to, I you know how they used to have like school directories back in the day. Maybe Zach is just in the directory as like it's the Tipton Hotel. Tipton Hotel. <laughs> it's room eighty four B. And they're just like, oh okay, let's Here's go. My, ma- my ma- yeah, it's probably the mailing address is like Tipton Hotel. Yeah. Number 84. I mean, who knows? Anything. They found out somehow. But the thing that got me about this scene was that Haley, the painfully shy girl, 
shows up has a new with bag not the brown paper bag over her head but like a pink gift bag because <laughs> it's her she's nice growing. outfit she's and <laughs> she's getting confident zach is like is that a new bag and she's like thanks for noticing <laughs> thanks for noticing and carrie comes out of the room well brick comes in brick comes brick's there as well yeah they're all there the, the whole class is there and brick's like i have to pass eighth grade i'm tired of using the tiny toilets which so if he's been get, in summer is, school every year for four years, that means that he is like of high school graduation eight, age, eighteen, but still in the eighth grade. I don't remember the toilets being that much toilet. bigger in high school. In elementary school, they're tiny. Yeah, but eighth obviously. grade is not. <laughs> These tiny eighth <laughs> graders. Him, I mean, he's a bigger guy. He is. Well, he gets um, to high school and he's like, damn it, they're the same size. <laughs> Dig it. I should have just stayed. It's so funny. But um, Carrie walks out and she's like kind of surprised. And she's like, oh, Zach, like, what's going on here? And Brick tries to flirt with her and is like. Well, 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 Zach goes, hey, quiet. Or, hey, we're trying to study. So sit back down or. Yeah. Which has Carrie doing her like face. She's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, no, that's your son. Get it together, Carrie. <laughs> but that's when she sits down, and then Brick turns to Carrie and says, "Hey, you have a prom date. You want to go to prom together or something?" I was like, "One, you're in eighth grade, <laughs> and so that doesn't Carrie, make sense." Carrie, in her most deadpan way, goes, "Well, gee, if only you'd asked me sooner." <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, comedy queen. Why is Carrie? Do you, why is Carrie so the the C in Carrie stands for comedy? It does. <laughs> Carrie Martin, more like comedy masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> She's always killing it. It ain't a sweet life episode if we don't walk away with at least like one god tier Carrie delivery. <laughs> is, oh wait, is this our new segment? Welcome to Carrie's Corner. I've never gotten over the one where Maddie was like. How was your show? And she went, well, actually, um, I rocked. <laughs> I will never be over that. That is the best line delivery is there on a, television. Is there a Carrie-centric episode of Sweet Life? I don't think there is. I feel like she's always, if, she, if there is, she's in the front of the B-plot, but I don't think she's ever, like, the A storyline for any reason. Yeah. Damn. I know. She's Anywho, the salt and pepper to that, our meat and potatoes. She adds what yeah, it's missing. That's right. Yeah. Um, but we go back so to the she, date with Legend and the Man. And he is gobbling down a turkey leg and saying that he's like a jungle cat and doing some very disturbing uh, acting choices. This man, I looked up who he was. He was 28 when they filmed this. <gasps> he, he was? was he did he was not look 28, 28 when they filmed this because he's like 44 now. And he was in other notable credits, include Meet the Spartans, an epic movie. He played Nacho Libre, an epic movie. <laughs> he would. He would. He but would. yeah, I mean, with these acting choices, who's surprised? But Cody is still there. And then Galundin's like, Cody, why are you still here? Because, you know, Cody is trying to maneuver the day because, you know, he wants to get the job. And he goes, oh, I'm just having dinner by myself. And the, the waiter comes by with a plate of salad. And he just grabs the lettuce and starts eating it at the table. He goes, is this blue cheese <laughs> on a salad? Yuck. Yuck. 
but that's when things start to get you don't think London will catch on because she's London Tipton, mm-hmm. but she catches on that this is weird because he's not asking anything about her and he's just being obnoxious. He's like, well, can we take a, like, can we take a photo? And she's like, oh, for the magazine, of course. He goes, no, together. <laughs> that's when Cody takes the photo. And that's pretty much the nail in the coffin about um, this date. Yeah. Is... Uh, so it just goes terribly. Yeah, London is mad and she runs away, going like, ick, ick, ew, 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 blah, 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 blah. yeah, it's like, well, this is actually a date, and he works at the mini mart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like She's like, I don't, weekends. I don't go on dates with bag boys, and he's like, oh, I'm the assistant manager. <laughs> um, okay, it's still the same uh, establishment, and- sir. <laughs> right, and then. He's upset at Cody. He's like, so did I get the job? Can I start tomorrow? And Wayne's like, how about never? And runs away. (laughs) And then Cody says something again. He goes, well, how about the next day? Or something like that. Cody, I'm certain there is another quickie mart or bodega bodega that you can pop your little head in if you really want to sell soda and cold cuts that bad. Like, why do you have to work at the Paul Revere Mini Mart? The manager is a psycho. or I'm sure his mom can be like, yeah, you can help me set up music. Well, I guess he doesn't want to, Mosby doesn't want him working at this. She's probably like, sweetie, I love you, but I don't want you anywhere near me. <laughs> Carrie's, that is such a Carrie's thing singing to time is her time. And yet, Also, I would be willing attention. to bet that Carrie has some, sometimes in her lounge act where she does a little song where she walks around and sits on men's laps and stuff and like drapes a boa over their necks. So she probably doesn't want the boys there for that. I'm Carrie sure, Martin I'm after sure. dark, you know. <laughs> Under the tip. But <laughs> then we see summer school again and everyone passed, which is when the teacher is like, I'd accuse you of cheating, but I don't want to file the paperwork. And that's when Zach's like, with all due respect, we need to, we're actually smart and we put a lot of work into this yeah. and we deserve respect. Which is when the kids are like, like yeah. you rock, Zach, yeah. And Haley's like, I love you. Which is supposed to be like the big reveal, I guess. And then the teacher's like, you know what? Yeah. You're right. Starting next week, I'm going to make this class a lot harder. You suck, Zach. Boo. I love you. Because this is the first time like I heard her wants, the phrase, the heart wants what the heart wants. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then Zach still gets a, a gigantic wedgie. Another one. Third time's the charm. But this, And he's a little more comfortable in this one. He, I understand those people because remember those people who were like, hey, you forgot to collect the homework. <sighs> She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And everyone's like, Argh. yeah, uh, sometimes when that happened, I would be secretly glad because I did it. But if I never did it, I was not going to be the person to I was I was oh, never yeah. going to be the one to say it. Even if, even if I did do it, I wouldn't be like, hey, do you want my homework? <laughs> like, no, oh, I would not. do. That. I have it. But. Or like, or when you're when you're in a meeting or something, and I say, "So does anyone have any questions?" Someone's like, "No," and someone goes, "Oh, actually, I do." And you're like, "Dang it, damn it!" <laughs> Just let me go. Cody goes to the <laughs> mini mart, and he has the job. Yeah, because Wayne is like, actually, just kidding. The picture that you took of me in London like blew up on my site, and now everybody wants a date with me. And he shows him the picture, and it's this high-def photo that there's no way Cody took. 
of him like uh, leaning yeah, into like, Kiss eight, London's cheek and her going like, oh. But I guess I guess all <laughs> the girls from the from internet want to date him now. The 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 Wayne, Wayne train. The Wayne. The Wayne train. The Wayne, the Wayne train. train. So he just slaps a hat <laughs> on Cody in his regular street oh, clothes. Wait, don't, don't you mean? Don't you mean all aboard? The Wayne train. <laughs> train. Wait, how does the song go? Toxic Y'all know it. Costume train. The Something train. on the, the tracks of manipulation. manipulation. I wish I didn't know that. I hate myself for that. All aboard the toxic Wayne train. Oh, there's just, oh, today more information came out, you guys. If you've been following, Uh, I don't want to get too into it because that's not what this podcast is about. But the the Colleen Ballinger stuff that has been coming out, I've been eating up every single drop of content. And I just. Me too. (laughs) I accidentally said, so funny story. This is a side note. So Trisha Paytas put a a statement, like a video out talking about. Colleen Ballinger and how she would send her OnlyFans pictures to her fans, which is weird, um, like making fun of her. And I took a screenshot of the Pop Crave tweet, sending it to a friend of mine, and I accidentally sent it to my family group. <laughs> <laughs> but no one responded to it. And I said, why didn't no one They were probably just like, we like, don't know what this means. <laughs> I don't know what a word and, this like, means. And like the picture... And it was like so funny. It was like the picture on Popgrave was like Trisha Paytas and a picture of Miranda sings Colleen Ballinger, like a big thing. <laughs> it just keeps anyway. being like every couple of days go by, and I'm like, this is so bad for her. There's no way this could get any worse for her. And then new stuff happens, and it just keeps getting worse for her. There was no recovery after that. Um, that video, video, but it keeps getting worse <laughs> somehow. It, keeps it does. Getting worse. Do you think she'll come out? Do you think she'll say something else? She deadpan and she like she pulls out an electric guitar. She's just like <laughs> She goes, I'm ready. She goes, So my team said I couldn't play the ukulele, but they never said I couldn't shred. I'm not racist. Guitar. I'm just funny. <laughs> Anyways. Toxic. What anyway, anywho. Um, yeah, that is about where the episode wraps up. Tony Tony <laughs> Cody <laughs> The tiger? Cody. Tony the tiger walks in the to the mini mart. The power of mart. And his first task is to open the box of bananas from South America and smash the large spiders that come out of it. And that's where the episode ends. It's a laugh. And Cody runs out. <laughs> it was not a laugh for me. <laughs> this was not a strong Sweet Life episode. It's not the best, but I, I just feel it. like I was enwrapped with it because it's been so long since I've seen it and I used to watch it all the time that like seeing these moments play out, I was just like, ooh, I remember this. I remember this so much. I think this is a, I think this is a great example of um, stronger together than apart. True, 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 true. Zach and Cody are stronger when they're in the same storyline. I think London is stronger when she has, I don't know, like, she doesn't need Maddie because obviously the Sweet Life on Deck, she went there. But and she it was needs fine. to have like a plot but, where she's actively doing scenes with another main character rather than just like with a rando. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Mosby wasn't there really. Carrie wasn't there really. It just didn't feel like. And all of the sets were not the Sweet Life on Zach and Cody sets I'm familiar with. I know. It was like the Tipton. 
diner room, which we like Lo- never see. The mini mart was new. The, the summer school class was new. We only see the suite for yeah, a little and- bit. We only see the lobby once or twice. Yeah, so it just was a very odd sweet life episode to me. It yeah. just didn't feel like the, it didn't feel like it home. was the the bitter it days. Like the, it was like the opposite of <laughs> of a normal sweet life. Yeah, you know, Oh, did oh, and I I I didn't note this, but she says the SS London. Mhm. I said, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. All aboard foreshadowing. the SS London. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> Oh god. Help. We have to be taken off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long we're we're I unhinged. Know. All right. Any closing thoughts about the sweet life of Zach and Cody because we haven't No, talked we about haven't it talked about time, it yet this or... year. I guess this was an interesting place to start. But I yeah. mean like I said, I just it, I was just getting the experience of reliving this episode because it had been so long since I've seen it, so I think that was part of just what uh, held my attention and made mm-hmm. it a positive experience for me. I'm slowly dealing with my uh, buried memories of the rest of the Paul Revere mini mart. Maybe we'll get to those eventually. But Maybe. yeah, I mean, yeah, as I'm far a- as episodes go, it's not like it ain't the best. You're you're right about that. Yeah, it was fine. It was nice to it was nice to do the sweet life again because we haven't done it in mm-hmm. a while. So it's always nice to revisit the characters because I still think the sweet life is just so distinctive with the Millicent writing carried in the characters. Yeah, like. Like, even, like, that character was in one scene. Yeah. And she's, like, a meme. But that's the cool thing about Zack and Cody is even, like, a, uh, uh, it's just different from all the other Disney shows, I think. And maybe that's why I enjoy it so much. Because, uh, like I said, uh, you can drive a tunnel through that mouth. Or you can, you can, ha- you can get a toll in that <laughs> yeah, tunnel. Yeah, toll in that tunnel. All right. Uh, so what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson I learned today is if you're trying to get a summer job and you get a no, it's okay. Just move on to the next one. There is no need to do anything crazy to keep a summer job. It is not worth it. Um, my Disney Channel lesson is if you go to pick up your child and they get detention, you don't have to stay with them in <laughs> detention. Um, you can sit in the hallway. You can go into your car. You can walk to the nearest coffee shop because they're at least going to be there for 20 minutes. Uh, so that's my Disney Channel lesson. Uh, if people want to see how you are all aboard the Wayne train, Stop! Uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, and you can check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG podcast on the socials. We just did Disney Adjacent. We did an episode on the 2005 Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that will be dropping soon. I think I was supposed to drop it today, and as usual, I forgot. So <laughs> maybe it'll come out a little later, but yeah, uh, check, check those out. Um, and if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at RealHunterMart on Instagram, HKMart on Twitter. Uh, but most importantly, if you want to keep up to date on anything and everything about this podcast, we're on all the social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the Time Mastering Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. If you do, like you, like you heard at the beginning of this episode, we will read your review and give the love right back to you. Uh, rate us five stars on Spotify if you're ever so kind. And talk to us on all the social medias. DM us. We love talking to everyone. Um... Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Because we want y'all to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. 
All right, y'all. Next week, we are going to be back at you with something fun, something that's always fun to do. We're going to be a little jumping, jumping up and down, spinning around. Who knows? We'll see. We have all the time in the world to go from five to four. Um, until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts. Ah.